Welcome to Old Walls House. It's your main man and host. It's me. It's Old Walls. I'm here. Old Walls House, episode number 26. 26 this week. A coming to you. I am recording on a very, very wonderful 4th of July day. Happy birthday, America. Happy Independence Day. 4th of July, one of my favorite days of the year. Third, third favorite, second, third, third favorite, second or third favorite holiday, Thanksgiving. It's it's better than Christmas to me. It's better than Christmas. Christmas, eh, Christmas is okay. Christmas is going to be much better with football on Christmas when it happens going forward. But okay, I digress. Thank you guys. Appreciate you guys coming back and checking out another episode here. Uh, I appreciate all the support. And as always, we're just going to run through that housekeeping. If you guys could please rate review. Comment, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your family, let them know. Old Walls House is the place to come and hang out. All right, we got a fun episode coming. I I teased it last week. Bond. James Bond. The James Bond review. I've watched every single James Bond movie that they ever made, and I'm ready to tell you all about it. Also have uh, some golf, you know, a couple golf tournaments, uh... Some inevitable live golf news, as is per the per the course nowadays. Um, UFC event to review, and you know my passing thoughts. So why not? Uh, why not? Let's get right into it. No more reason to waste any more time. Here we go. What's up, everybody? It's MJ here. Um, quick question for Wally in the pod: uh, It is Fourth of July a top holiday? So, you know, for a long time, you know, Christmas, you're giving gifts, you're getting gifts, everything like that, you know, uh, and at least for me, Halloween was always a, a top three because, you know, my, it was my grandma Kay's favorite holiday, you know, shout out grandma Kay, rest in peace. Um, you know, Thanksgiving is great, but doesn't the 4th of July have a lot of those, you know, great food, great music, you know, you don't, you're not getting gifts, but you know, the gift of freedom, you know, it, it, like at least for me, I think this is my second favorite holiday. The beer, the fireworks, explosions, you know, everything. I It's just wonderful. So I want to get your thoughts on that, Wally, if you can give me a second. I hope everybody had a good fourth, safe, MJ gone. So MJ read my mind. I had kind of started to rant just a second ago about how 4th of July is a, a top two or three holiday. And MJ confirmed my thoughts that I was right. I usually am. So there's no surprise there. But yes, 4th of July. I I do. I think it's my second favorite holiday. Thanksgiving is by far my favorite holiday. And I think 4th of July has to come next. Yeah, I'm sticking with it. Number one, Thanksgiving. Number two, 4th of July. Like MJ said, great food, hot dogs, brats, burgers, you know, chicken speedies and, you know, grilling out and having some beers and, you know, it's the summer, so the weather's nice and fireworks and get-togethers and it's just, it's just a great thing. I I, I, li- I like it and, you know, I like the no-gift thing. You don't have to worry about getting people gifts or people getting you gifts and having to pretend like you like it if you don't or having to act surprised that you already knew it was coming. So, 
I love Fourth of July. Like I said, it, it combines some of my favorite things, like getting together with friends and family, grilling out hot dogs, burgers, brats, beers, you know, baseball games. Just it just seems you know fun and it's the birthday of America. America, how you doing, America? But yeah, Thanksgiving number one by far. And there are people out in the world that say Thanksgiving food is overrated, and those people are wrong, and you should probably excommunicate them from your life. Bond. James Bond. All right, it's finally time. I've been talking about this since I started the podcast. It is now time for the entire James Bond series review. I am joined by the roommate who uh, watched all these movies with me. She will uh, add her thoughts. So welcome to the roommate. Are you excited to be here today? Thrilled. Thrilled to be here. Let's do it. All right. So just a little backstory. The James Bond whole process for me started back in December of 2021. I was on a flight, and I'm just scrolling through things to watch. And I come across Goldeneye, the first Pierce Brosnan James Bond. One of my favorite movies as a kid. So I was like, hell yeah, I'm all in. I'm watching this. Loved every second of it. Great movie. One of my favorites. So I was like, hey, I've got more flights this week. I'll watch all the Pierce Brosnan movies because at the time they were the ones on Amazon Prime. Perfect. I'd seen them all before. You know when you're on a flight sometimes and you're like trying to decide, like, do I want to watch something new? Like, am I ready to commit to that? And I wasn't. So I was like, I'm just going to watch something. I can screw around on one of my phones and watch the movies on the other. So I get back and I was like, we should watch every James Bond movie. I mean, this is pre-podcast for me, so there's no reason to do it. Just I wanted to do it. We are just decided to watch every Bond movie. So the roommate was all about it. She was enthusiastic and ready to go. So we did it. We, we pounded through the first, like, 20, I think. I mean, we also had COVID and we're, like, in quarantine. Yes. <laughs> we did. We got through. And so we got through a ton during that time. Like, we were hard and fast at the beginning. And then it took us, like, six, damn near six months to finish out the rest. But we'll get into, like, my opinion on why. It began to drag. So we later. got through <laughs> all of the, we got all the way till the Daniel Craig movies by the end of January. We finished the the Pierce Brosnan movies on January twenty wow. eighth. We did two Daniel Craig movies early. We did one in February, <laughs> like right around there. We did Casino Royale. We, I said I forgot to add Quantum of Solace when I tweeted about it. that was March first. We did Skyfall. We didn't do Spectre until April 15th. Oh, Spring Break was in there. And then I didn't even tweet about when we did No Time to Die, but that wasn't until the last month, maybe? May? We really... It, it, it took really a while. really dropped the ball. So... Towards the end. Why do you think it took us so long to get to him? Well, I have many thoughts on this. Beginning with Sean Connery is it. He is the man. He is the OG. I, it's hard. There's a lot of good Bond movies, but he did it so right. 
how can you replace him? Controversial. I know because there's been other good Bonds and other good movies post Sean Connery. But at the same time, how can we do better than any of the Sean Connery movies? But I think that was a piece of it. I also think a lot of the Bond movies tend to be too fucking long. They're so long. They are so long. Are they long? They're long. I mean, like, we're old. We're old fuckers. And so, like, we had to watch some of this shit over, like, three nights. Yeah, we watched No Time to Die over three nights. That's embarrassing. But I'll own it. Like, we watched some of these over two, three nights because, I mean, it's more me than you. I have a bedtime and I'm like, this is enough. (laughs) But also, like, they're not keeping my attention enough. Some of these later movies, like... It's not drawing me in that I'm willing to sit through the two, almost three hours of some of these. I don't know. It feels like forever with some of them. I believe all of the Daniel Craig movies but one were two and a half hours. And <sighs> there was too long. at it's least too long. a half hour on all of them. You could just completely cut out. And it's it- too long. You could, You don't need it. He doesn't do enough for me to make it worth it. Yeah, so I'm reading my my tweets when I get it. Uh, Watch Casino Royale, good movie, but I don't think it's great as everyone makes out. It's too long. The first hour is a chase scene (laughs) compilation. Once you get the casino, it's pretty good. Uh, It's like the first half hour of all of the Daniel Craig movies you could just nix. Yeah, Quantum of Solace is actually a shorter one, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Skyfall, very good movie, 30 minutes too long. Spectre was next up, and man, this movie's just not good. Villains. And I had high hopes for that. Nothing I happens loved, for like an hour. I loved like the Spectre theme in the early movies. And I then, just, I want them to come back. And I'm not dissing on Daniel Craig. I'm not. But I want them to come back with like a hottie, toddy bond that just kicks ass in the next Bond movie. I just, we need that. It just... Daniel Craig just, like, gave us, like, 50 to 75%, and I need 100%. I I know. You're giving me the luck. I don't give a shit. I need 100% from Bond, and Daniel Craig did not give me 100%. And if this, the Bond series, wants to continue, they need to bring me a Bond that's going to give it 110%. Okay, so there have been six... James Bonds. Mm-hmm. I have strong feelings on all of them. Rank them. Rank them and tell me about them. them. Connery is it. He is it. He is the man. I will leave you for Connery. Even at his old age. He's dead. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I, I feel pretty good about my chances. I think I'm going to get through that one. Moore was good. I have no... I Okay. Moore was good. But they kept him too long. He was pretty old. At he the end. got old as dirt. They did the bring end. Connery back at, and I think Connery was actually younger care. when he came back care. at one point I don't than Moore care. was. Connery could do it till he died. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Moore got too old. I like me some Pierce. I'm here for Pierce Brosnan. I will give you that. I know that you have a special place in your heart for Pierce Brosnan. I will give you that. Daniel Craig is like whatever, and then whoever these two motherfuckers are. Who is this? Dalton and Lazenby? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, not memorable. They are not it. They don't do shit. Why did we even go down that road? Hard pass. No. Well, we didn't watch the entirety of Timothy Dalton's second movie. So bad. It was so bad. Couldn't and had and had George Lazenby's movie not been like the fourth movie, probably oh, wouldn't have watched all of that one either. So bad. So I'm hearing you like Connery. Mm-hmm. He's your favorite, obviously. Yes. Does it go Connery, Moore, Brosnan, and Craig? Is that your ranking? I'm indifferent between Moore and Brosnan. I'm willing to let other people decide who's better. But they're ahead of Craig. Yes. Okay. Yes. So my bonds, just like from personal feelings, the first Bond movie I ever saw was Tomorrow Never Dies. Mm-hmm. My dad took me to see it in the theaters. I was like six. It was Shout awesome. Shout out to Craig. It was fucking awesome. So, I've always loved Pierce Brosnan. Like, Pierce Brosnan was James Bond. Like, he was debonair. He was, like, a little snarky. Just, you know, looked like an English gentleman. I'll give you that. Like, that was your first exposure to Bond, so that is who you associate with Bond. I never watched any of the Bonds, and so, like, when we started in chronological order, Connery is my man. He is my Bond. He would be my second... I'm see. I'm really torn on Moore and Craig because I think Daniel Craig's got one of my favorite Bond movies in Skyfall, but they feel his other movies feel a little less like James Bond and a little more like Jason Bourne, and that was always like. I feel like we really get away from like the essence of Bond. Yeah, like the lady killing. He is the man. Gadget using, just mm-hmm. dick slinging. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, I like liked some of the Daniel Craig movies, and I know they kind of needed to reinvent the series and stuff, but I don't know. If it, it ain't broke, don't fix it. it why are we trying it, to it fix it? It was kind of broke. The last, no, I mean, the last Pierce Brosnan movie wasn't good. And most people didn't like the middle two Pierce Brosnan movies either. I mean... The only universally well-liked... I understand. Like, we grew... I guess. Like, they're trying to be more progressive or whatever. But also, I, like, I don't think it was progressive. I don't know, but, like, oh. It was, it was time for the... just let him have it. He's a, he's a ladies' man. Let him have his moment. I mean, he's still slinging that dick. Don't get it wrong. Mm, I know, but where's the gadgets? Yeah, they were the light on the gadgets. were really slacking later and it, on. Where is that? It went from a little being, like, a little goofy to, like, very serious. Yeah. So, so I did a ranking. I ranked every movie, and then to compile a composite score for all of the bonds, you know, whatever, same thing. <laughs> Fuck off. So, highest ranked movie gets the most points, 26. There are 26 movies counting Sean Connery's one excursion in like a non, non-eon, I think it is, role when he comes back. So we give each movie a maximum of... The best movie gets 26, the worst movie gets 1, everything in between. Gets ranked out accordingly. Oh. So, longe- longevity helps. Mm-hmm. Connery and Moore both have 7 movies, so that helps them. Mm-hmm. Moore has some stinkers in there, as well as one of my favorites. Brosnan, again, this is personal. This is personal. So, the rankings go... With 114 points, Sean Connery in an absolute runaway as the best James Bond. 
Just look at that part. My notes make no sense. The roommate's very confused. No, I got it. I was looking for what was the highest ranked movie, and I have a lot of disagreements. Sean Connery, 114 points. Second place with five movies, Daniel Craig, 78 points. Pierce Brosnan, just four movies, 75 points. Roger Moore, 71 points. Timothy Dalton, 12 points, and George Lazenby, just one single point in our least favorite movie. Which takes us to the movies themselves and how they're ranked. And again, I'm going to, for people who like movies, I'm going to get crushed on my top two. My top two James Bond movies, Tomorrow Never Dies and Goldeneye. I think I'm going to get away with Goldeneye a little bit. People Both are Brosnan's. What? Both. Both Brosnan's. Yep. First Brosnan's. Tomorrow Never Dies, I'm going to get killed for. People okay. don't like it. But it, again, first movie of James Bond I saw in theaters. One of the first movies Did I ever I like saw in it? theaters. I don't remember that one. Did I like you it? You liked it. You didn't okay. love okay. it, but. I won't fight you on it then. Goldeneye, you did not like Goldeneye. <laughs> I was hurt. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. That one sucks. <laughs> sucks? Yeah. With Alec Trevlin, Sean Bain. Yes. Oh, God, I don't know. I'm over him as a person. Maybe I'm over this arrangement we have. (laughs) Third, Skyfall. By far Daniel Craig's best movie. Hmm. Not a fan of Skyfall. Okay. Um, (laughs) Goldfinger. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Here we fucking go. We've got Sean Connery. I love it. Don't you tell me to bring it down. He's over here giving me the hand motion and tell me to tone it down. I'm trying to save the listeners' ears. Oh, my God. You know what you married. This is it. This is the movie. Drop the mic. Goldfinger does have Odd Job, which makes it... Love it. Which is great. Number five, The Man with the Golden Gun. Mm. My favorite Roger Moore movie. Mm-hmm. 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 Jaws is in that. Um, the next three, all Sean Connery, You Only Live Twice. Good. That's when he becomes Asian. That was something. That is, yep. Doesn't, like... <laughs> that probably wouldn't transfer age too well. well. Doesn't age well. We'll just leave it there. Uh, Diamonds Are Forever. Diamonds Are Forever. That was a good one. Never Say Never Again is the one where he comes back. Love it. As James Bond, which was a nice, like, in the rotation of how we watched them, was nice to get him back because the Roger Same. Moore ones were getting stale at that point. Well, we'd seen these other two. No, we had we not gotten seen to the two Timothy Dalton yet. yet. No. Oh my god, we'll get there later. Uh, Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. After that, not a biggest fan as everybody else is of that movie. Everybody else really loves it. I, I again, I think like in the first hour, hour ten minutes of it is just boring. Once they get into the casino, it's good. After that, No Time to Die. Again, it's three hours. It's just too much. You said the world is enough. I haven't. You just don't listen. That's the problem. No time to die. I never wrote it on there until we did this now. I told you that earlier, but you weren't listening. Mm -hmm. After no time to die. Can I get a a shout out to my to my lady? Anna Anna de Armas. Mm -hmm. She looks great. in No time to die. Oh, the one that Ben Affleck left. Yes. For J-Lo. Yeah. Man, what's going on there? That could be a whole other podcast. Okay, we'll save that. The World is Not Enough. That's uh, Pierce Brosnan. Quantum of Solace. The worst. Not the worst. It it was okay. 
it's not it's by far not the worst um Daniel Craig their Spectre was awful we'll get there uh Thunderball fine Moonraker fun fun uh fun Daniel Craig when they go to space Jaws finds love in space Dr. No good I like Dr. No yep on the second watch I came around to it more you think it would move up on a second watch I don't know. I just was like, this was better than I thought. I think the second um, Connery movie was was someone that I didn't like. Was that the Russia? The yeah, Rush, that's that's Russia really love. We'll love get there. Is so bad. So I'm like, Doctor No was better than I gave it credit for. Live and Let Die. That's the first Daniel, uh, first Roger Moore movie, I believe. The Living Daylights. That's Timothy Dalton. That one's okay. Let's give Timothy Dalton no credit. A View to Kill, again, late Roger Moore, those get dicey. Die Another Day, the last uh, Pierce Brosnan movie. Pierce Brosnan movies have this thing where they've got really good chunks, Mm. and then there's like a part where it's just like, eh, it's gone off the rails. And Die Another Day is like the perfect example of that. Octopussy, I don't remember a damn thing about that. (laughs) let Let me find my notes on Octopussy here. Let's see. Octopussy. Is that the one where they brought the lady back? That was like a previous Bond girl? I don't she remember. Came back later? My tweet about it just says, Octopussy had a good start, a very rough middle, and then a good ending saved it from being one of the worst movies on the rankings. So, not could, great with how low it already was. Where they brought back like a previous Bond girl. Don't quote us on it. There was a movie where they brought back a previous Bond girl and she was like older. It was a Roger Moore. I feel confident in that. The Roger Moore movies really blend together for me. That's fair. For your eyes only. I think that might have been, again, close to the end of the Roger Moore movies. Just they they, they got tired from from Russia with Love. I think um, this one's really going to piss people off if they're Bond fans. We hated it. It, this was a Connery. This was the worst Connery. It was the second movie, and it's it like just, one of the highest uh, rated uh, Bond movies. No, 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 no. Because it's just like, oh, he's just like so into the girl. And I'm like, don't be that guy. Don't just like be giving it all up for the pussy. Like, no, have some. No. Mm-mm. And uh, the last two, License to Kill. Again, we quit watching that. And on Her Majesty's Secret Service, that's Timothy. Oh, we missed. Oh, sorry. Skipped I skipped. Two. I skipped, you skipped two. two. After From Russia with Love with Spectre, that was terrible. That movie was too long. Uh, the Spy Who Loved Me again. Another Roger Moore movie that just drug on too long. Sorry, Trey Taylor. I'm just murdering Roger Moore here. Uh, License to Kill, and then On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Those are interchangeable for the worst two movies. License to Kill's Timothy Dalton, Honor Majesty's Secret Services, George Lazenby. George the Lazenby was just not supposed to be Bond. So that was the rankings. I again, I I'm very very biased with how I feel about Pierce Brosnan. So that that Tomorrow Never Dies is probably way out of whack on people's lists. Goldeneye is is probably okay, but. Again, I'm not. I've never also been the the biggest fan of Daniel Craig because it just feels like Jason Bourne had just happened, and they're like, we need to do Jason Bourne as James Bond. 
I don't have too many complaints with this because I agree that Dalton and Lazenby are the worst of them all. I just, like, Connery is the bomb. Moore is good. Brosnan's good. Craig is just, like, mediocre. And again, I'm going to say it again. We need to bring it. We need a new Bond. Who goes balls to the walls? Who would you like for the next James Bond? Who are they? Who are they vetting? Who are the options? Give me the top bonds, and I will tell you who it should be. I can do that. Okay. We have a computer right here in Give front it of to us. Me. Henry Cavill, or Cavill, however you say that, his one option. The gentleman who plays uh, Superman. Who's that? Am I just too old? No. No. Okay. Jesus. Uh, Tom Hardy's been rumored. I could get behind that. Will Chilowete... Oh, gee. I'm just going to burp. I'm not sure who that is. He's in Doctor Strange. Okay. Okay. He doesn't do it for me. He doesn't strike me. Um, Idris Elba, Idris Elba. Yep. I think Idris Elba, Idris Elba 10 years ago was perfect. He's just a touch okay, old. Okay, well, oh my God. Roger Moore was like ancient when he did the Bonds. I mean, he looks way better than okay, Roger Moore. so go down. Go down. Yeah, this is a bad list. What's his name from Bridgerton? I, I can't think of his Bridgerton name. Is. Ladies, if you're listening, you know. From Bridgerton. I don't think many ladies listen to the podcast, just well, to be fair. ladies, you should be here. You should be listening. Um, I'm going to butcher his name. Mm-hmm. The guy from the first season of Bridgerton. He is a hottie McTaddy, but I don't think he's Bond. I don't think he's, like, uh, I don't think he's in your face enough to be Bond. Austin Butler? Who is this? That's oh, he's child. the he, No, he's the guy who just played Elvis. He's I, a child. I could see that. No, no. Tom, give me Tom. Tom Cruise. Do it. Do oh, it. Nope. fuck off. Nope, we're in. Tom Jesus Cruise is James Bond. It's, it's over. We've done it. We found the next thing. Tom Cruise as James Bond. I'm you can done. Take, you the can series ta- is over. You can take your TC the hate somewhere dies. else. Robert Pattinson, my ass. No. He was such a bad cast for Twilight, and he's an even worse cast for this. I don't like him. He is ugly, and he's a bad actor. Okay. All right, I'm done. I'm sorry. Papa Isidu? I don't know who he is. No idea. Jack Loudon? No, no he's idea. short. No. Harris who Dickinson? Is, no. Okay. No. no. He looks dweeby. Idris he, Elba? Yep. Yep. Give it. Jamie Dornan? Yep. I don't know who he is, but he can do it. He's the Fifty Shades of Grey dude. Oh, well. Mm. Jonathan Bailey? <gasps> That's another Bridgerton. He looks mm. like a James Bond. He could maybe do it. Tom Hardy, I don't I see that. I think he could. I think he could. You don't think he's refined enough? Is that your ish? Yeah. There he is. There's my page. Reg- this is who I'm Tom talking P- about. He's a hottie McTaddy. I can but see I think it. he's like almost like too refined. Like, can he be badass enough? I don't know. Ladies, let us know your thoughts in the comments. Michael B. Jordan. See, I can't see Michael B. Jordan as Being anybody but the, the dude from Friday Night Lights and a kind of... A- uh, Apollo Creed's bastard kid. Mm, I could see it. Who's Sam, this? Sam Hewen. He's Scottish, so we've got the voice going for us. He's in Outlander. Not watch this. I don't know. Michael Fassbender. I don't know. He's a little old. 
He's a good actor, Nobody though. is older than some of these that they casted. No, not Tom Holland. Tom, no, too young, too scrawny. Mm-mm. Richard Madden. What's he in? Game of Thrones. He's the, <gasps> the Stark, the oldest Stark. <gasps> is that our man? That could be our man. Who's that? Go back up. James? James Norton. Oh, James Norton's speaking to me. That's giving Bond vibes. Tom no. Hiddleston? No. Mm-mm. Riz Ahmed? No. Yeah, it's nope. not doing it for me either. Henry Cavill? You you were very no on this originally. I stand by it. That's a no. Aiden no. Turner? And, uh, no. Nicholas Holt? No. Too pretty boy. Okay. No pretty boys. We don't need a pretty boy for Bond. Damian no. Lewis? No. Who is? No. He was oh. in... Don't you knock Damien Lewis. He's a very good actor. In uh, Band of Brothers, he's... Oh, shit. What's the spy movie with the chick as the lead? I can't think of it. Homeland. Spy kids? Homeland. Not spy... What? All right. It's... All right. When she starts breaking out spy kids, that's time to wrap up this segment. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was the James Bond review. Roommate, do you have anything to say as we uh, close this thing up? I do not. All right. Well, thank you, roommate, for being here. Thanks that was James me. Bond. In the golf world this week, we had the John Deere Classic on the PGA Tour. Your winner, JT Poston, wins by uh, three shots over a gaggle, just a gaggle of different players kind of trying to chase him down. But he goes wire to wire, I believe, uh, rounds of 62, 65, 67, and then a Sunday 69. For a yes, a three-shot lead over Christian Behazenhut, Emiliano Grillo at 18 under, uh, a couple guys at uh, 17 under, and Scott Stallings and I don't even know who this Christopher Goddard up had a nice finish, birdied his last three to get it to 17. Then a couple other guys down at 16, and uh, not a lot of big names this week. The John Deere never has attracted the highest quality fields and with the way the uh, the tour set up the schedule this year definitely didn't help and the Scottish Open you know that's going to be played this week is now a PGA Tour co-sanctioned event so the Barbasol will be running opposite back here this week and there's that JP McManus Pro-Am that they play like every five or ten years over in uh, Scotland somewhere I think as well so some some big name players were already you know heading over for that. Then the Scottish Open this week. Then the British next week. So usually the the tour would run a private jet from the John Deere over to the British, and you know at least got him somewhat of a crowd because they did that. But yeah, not uh, the the John Deere may take a hit in uh, in in their fields uh, if this is kind of how the schedule is going to keep shaking out. But it's a great place for. People who, you know, aren't established superstars on the tour to kind of make a name for themselves, which is nice. Like these things, these things matter to those guys, too. I mean, it's not always going to lead to the probably the biggest ratings or the most interest. I didn't watch a whole hell of a lot of it. I watched a couple spots here and there. But, you know, it a win to a guy like JT Poston really matters. I think he's won before, but like it, it really would ha- it really goes a long way to help him for his status and getting him into events and the masters and all sorts of stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, it's, 
it's it, it matters. It's interesting. It's never just it's just never gonna be a main level event. It's gonna be a second second tier type event. Yeah, he'd also won the Wyndham back in uh, August of 2019. So good win by him. Uh, I'll be like I said, I don't have much to add. I didn't watch a whole lot of it, but like I said, wire to wire winner. That's uh, that's always pretty impressive. Scottish Open this week. That's got a really good field, and then the British obviously next week going to have a great field. So very excited for uh, upcoming golf. Golf that uh, does little to nothing for me is the live event. The second live event was this week. I had it on for about 20 minutes, maybe 20 minutes. I just don't give a shit, man. Like I just don't care when the golf comes on. It's very interesting to talk about and who's going now and, Oh, they're going to do this. And this is how the money's paid. And you know, there was an article that popped out talking a little bit about how the money is paid. Some of the guys who got less money, like a Pat Perez, who I'm going to talk about more in a second. It was rumored he got like $10 million. That's more up front. Guys like Phil and DJ and you have to imagine Brooks and DeChambeau, they're getting you know north of $100 million. They're saying that's over three or four years in installments. There was a rumor floating around that you know winning tournaments was basically a draw on what you were, you know, previously promised that you know if Phil won 200 million he doesn't get any t- prize money until he exceeds that in prize money that's been claimed to have been false so it's it's funny cuz you'll never know this like just with the way these are set up and the backers of it I don't think we're ever really going to know maybe we will maybe in a couple of years it comes out that we're going to know so who knows it'll it'll be interesting and but yeah, what's not interesting is the golf. I just don't give a shit. I don't know why I should either. Like, what's the point in me caring? Like, they're going to make a bunch of money? Like, I don't care. I just don't. Like, it it makes no difference. Like, if the PGA Tour is on and lives on, and like this week's a great example. The John Deere sucked. Terrible field. I watched way more of the John Deere. It felt like it at least meant something to the people playing. Like, I, I, Brandon Grace. Brandon Grace won the Live Tour. I'm 99% sure. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Like, why Why am I supposed to care that he won? I just, I don't, like, am I supposed to care that they're playing for $4, $4 million? Cool. Like, I like the U.S. Open. I like the Players' Championship. The Masters. The PGA. They're playing for a lot of money there, but that's not why I like it. It's because the best players in the world, they're all there. They're playing four rounds of golf to determine who the best player is. So I I just can't get myself to care about the actual golf. The only thing that would do it is if Phil was playing well, because I I love Phil. And then be like, oh, I get to watch Phil play good golf. But he sucks right now. And there's not a real sign that it's going to get better. I mean, he's 51. His golf game isn't really going to improve. So, just, yeah, I just don't know why I'm supposed to care about it. But, a couple of things that came out of the live this week. First off, they put together maybe the most off-putting press conference I've ever seen in my life with Brooks Kepka, Pat Perez, and Pat Reed. Like, these have all felt like, oh, this is just a line of bullshit, a line of bullshit, a line of bullshit. Those three, holy shit, are those guys cockbags. 
Like, there was... That was the most unlikable trio of people they could have put up there. Like, mix one of them in with somebody else. Maybe the game plan was like, hey, we'll just put all these guys together. Like, we don't need to ruin anybody else with them. I would have tried to, like, spice somebody in with, like, Bryson. Because at least Bryson's, like, kind of, like, interesting. Like, he's a weirdo. Like, you know, the you know the super science man and the science freak. He's always, you know, single length clubs, huge grips. Like, he's always trying to science him way his, himself into something. It's so, like, you can get some kind of funky, random answers with that. But these three assholes, the one thing that they did say, and I watched probably 10 to 15 minutes of this, the one thing, Pat Perez and Pat Reed both said that, you know, it's a huge reduction in the amount of tournaments they play. And both those guys do play, you know, 30 or more tournaments in a, you know, in the PGA Tour calendar. So I get that. I'm still just waiting for someone to be like, it's the money, the money. I get more money to play less golf. Just somebody say that and I'll have so much respect for you. Otherwise, everything else comes off like bullshit. Like Pat Reed talking about, like, I just love to be part of team events. No, you don't. No one likes you and you don't like anybody. You're full of shit. Pat Perez is full of shit. He banged on Phil and he banged on Liv and said, oh, the PJ Tours. Fuck you, man. And Brooks is just a dick face. Period. Like, Brooks, if Brooks says anything about PGA Tour schedule versus this, next year there's 14 live events, four majors, so that's 18 events. The past two PGA Tour seasons, and granted he's been injured, he's played 33, 13 and 20. So, no, not you, Brooks. You don't get to use that bullshit excuse. The other guys, at least I get it. But, man, they just came across so unlikable. And we got to talk. Speaking of, also, before we get move on, other people that are unlikable, golf writers, like, writing about this, like, Jesus, get off your fucking high horse. Like, blood money this, blood money that. You know who the main sponsor of the PGA Tour is? It's FedEx. They have, like, a trillion-dollar deal in Saudi Arabia. So, these, like... Holier-than-thou fucking writers are so annoying anymore. So annoying. Okay. Last thing in regards to Liv. Taylor Gooch said in a post-round little, like, presser, he's standing with, like, DJ Pat Perez and I think Pat Reed. He's like, I've never played in a Ryder Cup, but I can't imagine it feel, you know, the atmosphere is that much different. I'm just going to assume... That was a bat because DJ like turned his head and was like obviously laughing. And it looked like Pat Reed was trying to hold laughter back. It's got to be a bit because if he said that and actually meant it or like wanted to pretend that he meant it, he's a fucking idiot. If he really thinks that, I don't believe he really thinks that. I think he's e either either a he, it was like a bet like they're like, we'll give you fucking 10 grand. To say this, because they just all are splitting three mil. Like, we'll give you an extra fucking bump if you say this is better than the Ryder Cup. If it was that, okay, I'm fine. If he was like trying to play it off like that's real, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Okay, I'm done with my live rant. I'm done with golf for this week. So, we got the Scottish Open coming up this week. Should be a fun one. We'll be uh, talking about that next week.
over in the fight game, we had UFC 276 this weekend. I did not end up getting this. Can't say I was... Turns out I'm not that disappointed in the long run. From what I read, it was not that interesting of an event. Um, There was kind of a... I don't know what the right word to describe it as a anticlimactic draw in the Sean O'Malley Pedro Munez fight. I guess Pedro Munez caught a finger to the eye and was unable to return to the fight. Brian Bar- Barbarena beat Robbie Lawler um, in a KOTKL. Robbie Lawler should probably hang it up. Alex Pereira knocks out Sean Strickland. Volkanovski beats. Holloway, and I believe that was just a runaway, like just absolute domination. And then Israel Adesanya beats Jared Cannonier. Before we get any further, my brother, two and one, two and one. He had O'Malley as well. Uh, they had not elevated the Robbie Lawler fight in at the time when I took his picks. I would have to have imagined he would have gone against it. He only loses uh, Sean Strickland, then gets. Izzy and Volkanovski right. I liked Holloway. I also liked Pereira, I believe. If I can remember right, I thought Izzy would win, and I thought Sean O'Malley would win. So, 2-1. and one, I believe he's like 10-3 and three or like 13-4. and four. So, he goes from the, being the world's worst, uh, worst fight picker ever to I start asking him to make picks for me for this so I can pick on him on my show here. And he's he's incredible. He's incredible. I, I I should I should start keeping track of what like the juice would be. You know what is what is actual like units he'd be up or cash or whatever it would be. So I might have to start doing that moving forward because if it's just straight up, he's he's slaughtering the game. But obviously these are coming with. I mean, you pick Volkanovski and Israel Adesanya, they're coming with you know huge huge odds against them. So be uh, be interesting to see that. I'll have to I'll have to keep track of that. Elsewhere on the card, Cowboy Cerrone gets beat and then retires in the ring. Says he's uh, off to be a movie star. Says he just uh, doesn't love the game anymore, the fight game, and just was was ready to hang it up. So a dude, uh, that dude always showed up to fight everybody. He's 36 and 17, so 53 fights. Two no contests, so 55 fights. You don't really see a lot of guys in, in MMA get that many fights. And... Uh, Usually it's fights for fun. I mean, he was there to fight. So, good uh, good luck being a movie star to Cowboy Cerrone. This is now, I think, the third or fourth Izzy fight in a row that's been pretty boring. And this is funny. There was, I wonder if it was pertaining to this. It probably was. Uh, a guy on Twitter, Steve Kim, a boxing writer, posted a question, would you rather watch a fun and flawed fighter? Oh, no, it was in relation to Joe Joyce, who's a boxer who scored a knockout. Very flawed fighter, but usually fun fights. So would you rather watch the guy who's fun and flawed or, like, the brilliant technician who can sometimes make the fight boring? And it's like, I would rather watch the fun and flawed guy. Like, I'd rather watch a Conor McGregor fight than an Israel Adesanya fight. And maybe that's a bad example because Connor's this huge star, but his you know his fights are going to be good. Like, he's going to mix it up. Like, somebody, they rarely go the distance, mostly because he just gets fucking smoked anymore. But, like, I'd much rather watch that than watch Izzy 
leg kick you a couple times, snap off a couple jabs, and circle the ring on you. Like, I just don't, it's not that interesting. So, props to him, though. He brought it with the entrance. I've said for a while now that UFC entrances need to step up. This event had two people go hard in the paint on the entrances that I saw. Izzy came out to The Undertaker, wore the hat, carried the urn, love it. And there was some chick on part of the early prelims. Let me see if I can find her here so I can at least say her name right. I think it was Jessica Rose Clark, maybe? Could be it. I think it was her. She came out to uh, Sexy Boy, Shawn Michaels' theme song. So (laughs) those were great. Those were great. So, yeah, uh, not uh, too upset that I missed that card in the long run. There is another pay-per-view card at the end of the month. Amanda Nunez is fighting Brandon Moreno. My balls is hot, Derek Lewis. And Anthony Smith is on against Magomed Ankalev. I think Anthony Smith is in trouble. This dude looks like a fucking murderer. He's 17-1. and So, yeah, I'll probably get that one. Have some buddies that are going to be in town for that weekend, so I'll probably get that one. We'll, we'll, you know, get some beverages and watch that one together. So, yeah, not a whole lot coming up in the the fight schedule. Ryan Garcia has a fight in a couple weeks. There's that UFC card. So, uh, a little slower for the uh, probably the rest of the summer here in the fights, but then moving forward there will be uh, a great fall schedule, at least on the boxing side. I assume UFC usually puts together some pretty good cards every month, so... Should be uh, plenty more after a couple weeks here. Passing thoughts time. Here we go. Let's do it. The Terminal List TV show came out on Friday. Recording this on Monday. I'm six episodes in, I believe. The first two episodes. And again, preface this with I love this book. My favorite book I've ever read. Favorite nonfiction or favorite fiction book I've ever read. The first two episodes were, eh. I wasn't thrilled. Wasn't thrilled. Like, I... Dare I say a hair disappointed after two episodes? But I powered through. I kept going. I'm like, I'm going to finish this here. I was never going to... Unless it was just fucking atrocious. I was never going to quit. I'm now six episodes in. Three, four, five, six... Three, four, five are, are great. Six was, it was better than one and two, but not as good as the other three. It finally caught the stride. It found its groove. It feels like the book. I like it. As all, you know, there's always going to be slight differences. And maybe I should have, like, tried to just completely remove the book from my mind. Be like, just enjoy what this is. But there were some differences. I'm like, why do we need to do that? Like, we didn't need to do, let's just, and they're kind of, they're kind of playing on one aspect of it that I didn't think would be much of an aspect, so I'm enjoying it. I'm excited to finish the last two episodes. I would suggest it. If you've read the book, if you haven't read the book, it's a fun show. It's a good show. It's a little it's a little heavy. Like you're not gonna it's not gonna be a cheery feel good show to watch, but it's good. If if you like kind of action suspense shooter stuff, you'll enjoy this. Other viewing things I've been doing, uh Peaky Blinders I've kind of paused that to watch Terminal List, but it's been okay. It, uh, you know, not as good as its earlier seasons. That show was really awesome early. As things are in TV shows, like, it gets tougher the later you go. And I think they're wrapping it up, so 
I don't know. It, it's been all right. It's, I'm not not enjoying it, but it's not as good as it once was. So, not bad. I, I'm, I'm getting ready to, to finish that up. Last week on 60 Seconds with MJ, MJ posed a question to us. What's the best beer? I have gotten some feedback that I forgot some beers. I forgot Around the Fire, Bonfire Beers. It's a very good one. It's a very good one. One of my personal favorites that I don't know how I forgot. The Shower Beer. The Shower Beer. Great beer. The Shower Beer. Another personal favorite of mine. The After You Mow the Yard Beer. Or this can be any sort of after any physical labor beer. You know, mow the yard, throw some mulch, cut down some trees, cut some wood. After after the mow beer. I like that. And another one that's a great one that I left out. The tailgate beer, the especially the first beer at the tailgate. All great beers, all great beers. I'm, you know, I'm upset with myself that I forgot these. Just not a, you know, not my best, not my best. I, my cucumbers, my my garden, my raised garden beds, my cucumbers, which I put two cucumber plants way too close to each other. They need their whole own section in a raised bed. They do not need to share. But they're starting to produce cucumbers. They're delicious. I love it. I think we've gotten like eight cucumbers in like the last like seven days. They just keep coming. So my cucumber plants are out. Delicious cucumbers. I I really suggest and, you know, just from the, the joy I get out of it and like the satisfaction, start your own garden. Like if you have a raised bed, do that. If you got a ground thing, do that. If you're just doing something in pots, it's really it's really rewarding. I don't know. I like it. Maybe that's dumb, but. I enjoyed it. I saw, I haven't had these in a while. Snyder's pretzel pieces. They're still good. There's two good flavors of those, really. There's honey mustard and onion and hot buffalo wing. Get yourself some of those. I I saw this. I don't even remember what some of the tweets were, but they were out of control. But apparently Radio Shack is going hard, going hard in the paint in the Twitter game these days. Like, they are tweeting some outrageous shit. I guess they're like a cryptocurrency thing now. Like, that's all they are. I, I don't know. I, I'm Maybe not. Maybe the Shack is back. Who knows? But their Twitter account is really something, something else. So, if you're uh, interested in getting a... A good laugh. Go check that out. So, check out Radio Shack Twitter. Driving, there's a, there's a place not far from my house where where the highway, like, overpasses and, like, you can get on or off the highway, major interstate. And they just did some construction on it. And you'll be driving down the right side of the road and then the lanes cross. You do, like, a figure eight. And I'm sure, like, it makes sense because, like, I think it's to get it to the side. You want the, the you know, if you're going, because you can either go, like, south and then the lanes cross and you can turn left to go north. So, you know, you're on the right side when you need to turn right to go south and then your lane crosses and you're on the left to go north. But I got to know, I would have loved to have been in that meeting. Like, what's the crackhead who's like, I've got it. We're going to take the right lane 
and put it on the left side. And we're going to take the left lane and put it on the right side. And then somebody's just like, yep, great idea. Do it. Let's roll. I just would have loved to seen it. Just would have loved to seen it. Uh, a couple of sports things. Kevin Durant wants a trade. Is there a bigger pussy than this dude? Like, just things don't go his way. I'm out. Like, then he goes to, you know, he gets beat. They choke up a 3-1 lead to the Warriors. So he goes and plays with them. Snags a couple titles out there with Steph and Clay, And now they're winning titles again. So now he's like, I need a trade. He lists the Suns and the Heat, like two of the best teams. Like, holy shit, dude, you got everything you wanted. You got Kyrie. You got Harden. It's just, hold, I just don't get it, man. Just, I just don't get it. I don't get it. I, I don't get, I, I don't get it. Maybe it's just the way it is, and I'm old man yelling at club. Back in my day, T players stayed on one team, but I don't know. And I get player movement, but it's just like every two minutes, this dude's got to go somewhere new. If he goes back to the Warriors, he is the most gigantic pussy on the face of the earth. That's all I got to say. In the college ranks, USC and UCLA will be joining the Big Ten. Obviously, football being the main priority here. But USC and UCLA, Southern California schools, joining the Big Ten, which has you know expanded greatly in the past few years itself. What used to be kind of the upper Midwest, originally adding Penn State back in the early 90s, I believe, has now started to span the the entire way across the country from L.A. to New York. So be very interesting to see how that goes. There's word that the Big 12 is going to try and go grab some teams out of the Pac-12. You know, the Big 12 had already lost Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC, so... We uh, we definitely seem to be going more and more to these big super conferences, which is sad, in my opinion. I like the smaller conferences where everybody played everybody every year in football and in basketball. They were playing, you know, twice a year, a home and home. So it, it's it's disappointing, I guess. It is what it is in this case. Like there's it's there's no stopping it. I don't even like that saying it is what it is. But it's it's happening, so I mean you can either just deal with it. Like I'm not gonna, I don't watch a ton of college football outside of Penn State, but like I'm not gonna stop because of this. I'm not gonna, I don't think it makes anyone start watching. But it's interesting. I like I said, I wish it would go back when you know the ACC was nine schools, the Big Ten had eleven, the SEC had twelve, the Big Twelve had twelve, the Pac Ten had ten. You know the Big East. Like I miss all that. Like it was fun for football. That everybody got to play everybody, but they they all wanted the you know the the conference title game. It was way better for basketball, but I think those are, that's obviously a bygone era. I mean, watch them; they'll get these conferences so big that they're going to have to make you know like they already have divisions in them, but they'll have to make like more like structured divisions where like that's just who you're playing, and then oh, maybe that maybe that's the way to get back to that. That they count there, you get three huge conferences, and they just make sub, you know, three subdivisions in each that are like the old, you know, in in the SEC, there's a, you know, there's a, uh, 
a Big Twelve, you know, old Big Twelve division. So hey, maybe that maybe that could work and be cool. All right, movies. I got a couple of movie things here. Major League was on TV the other day. God, I love that movie. Absolutely love it. So f- one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. My brother showed me that movie when I was like seven or eight, which uh, wasn't super age appropriate for me at the time, and may uh, may or may not have been part of the reason I say fuck every three words, but. Just such a great movie. So many great lines like, look at this fucking guy. What do you want me to do? Drag him out of here. Kick the shit out of him. That's my wife. Does she know that? Who's that guy she with? Is that a banker? Uh, I mean, not who's, who's that guy she's with? And then, you know, Rick Vaughn, I look like a banker in this. Should have got him a whole chicken. Willie Mays Hayes here. Run like Mays. Play like Hayes. Just just great stuff, start to finish, fun movie. You know, made my love for the Indians. Foreshadowed them kind of getting good a little bit. Just just great stuff. I will say one thing, the sequel never happened. There's Major League, nothing else. Major League, nothing else. And it just, it was perfect. Like, it's in my kind of favorite era of movies, like mid to late 80s into that early 90s. Like, that's my favorite stretch of movies. So just absolutely pumped that I saw that. I was saying every every word. My wife was looking at me like I was a moron. But uh, I love it. I don't care. It was great. So while I mentioned 80s movies, we're going to stay on the movie theme here quick. What's the better 80s movie theme song? Eye of the Tiger or Danger Zone? Eye of the Tiger originally from Rocky 3 shows up in Rocky 3 and a little in Rocky 4. Danger Zone, obviously, Top Gun. They played about eight times in the movie, and it's awesome every time we get Top Gun. We get uh, Danger Zone at the start of Top Gun Maverick too. So that was that was great. It's a tough one right now. I'm I'm to me right now it's it's Danger Zone. I think that's some recency bias that I'm all amped up on Top Gun lately. Did watch uh, the end of Rocky two, and then Rocky three started the other day on TV. So I saw the whole Eye of the Tiger thing. Pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. That's a, that's a 50-50 fight right there. That's that's a toss-up. Pick them. No spread necessary. That's a straight-up pick them with those two. And finally, let's, let's end it on this. I saw this tweet from Mike Heller, a uh, Wisconsin sports uh, radio guy. Let me read it so I don't butcher this. Hypothetical. Your buddy has never seen a movie and he or she is a sports fan. What one movie do they have to see? He he picked four. He picked the major sports. Baseball, basketball, football, hockey. For basketball, he picked Hoosiers. Baseball, he picked Field of Dreams. Football, Remember the Titans. Hockey, Miracle. I'm going to add golfing because I love golf. Hockey, I think, is an easy one. Miracle, 100%. I think he nailed it. I think he nails basketball, too. Hoosiers is the pick there. I'm going to differ on the other two. I am going to go Major League for baseball. I, I waffled on if you should do something like, you know, Bull Durham, The Natural, something like that. But I, I just, I love Major League so much. I think it's fun. I think it's funny. 
there's just enough baseball like going on that you could, it's definitely a baseball movie. Like there's no doubt. Football. Friday Night Lights for me. I think that's a great football movie. Um, that that's that's what I pick. There's a lot of other football movies that I like. The Replacements, Varsity Blues, Remember the Titans, but Friday Night Lights is my pick for that. And then golf, the only answer is Tin Cup. Don't say Caddyshack. Don't say Greatest Game Ever Played. Don't say anything else. I mean, I guess there's Dead dead Solid Perfect or Dead Straight Perfect, something like that. That's supposed to be awesome, but I haven't seen that, so I should, should probably go see that somehow. But Tin Cup is the answer for golf. So that's uh, that's what we got this week. Let me know what you guys think on the movies and what's the better 80s song. So, all right, boys, let's go wrap this up. Closing time, everybody. So gather up your jackets, move it to the exits. I hope you found your friends because it's time to go home. I thank you guys all for coming back and hanging out with us and and just taking in uh, another old Wall's house. So thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. We will be back next week, as always. Might have an interesting topic next week. Next week, maybe uh, maybe talking about some food, maybe a, a certain nine by nine challenge that was uh, undertaken on this fine Fourth of July holiday. So we'll have to see if we can get that set up. But hopefully, we have a uh, an interesting show next week. So again, everybody, thank you so much. I appreciate all of you. Till next week, peace.